Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. On this Friday, three keys to the game. If Ole Miss is going to beat LSU tomorrow night in what is a sold-out environment, you've got... I I know people don't like this. I saw some criticism of it yesterday, but I I go back to uh, 2021 where uh, the stadium did a red out. And the team was wearing powder helmets and powder jerseys. And I was telling somebody yesterday that that was one of the more aesthetically pleasing games I've ever seen. And, and like, the, the day was beautiful. Like, there was no cloud in the sky and red crowd, powder blue jerseys. I thought that looked great. The contrast of the jersey to the crowd was amazing. I, I think this one will be, too. I know that's controversial to some, but I actually like the uniform combination. But either way... Sold-out crowd, big environment, pretty jacked-up fan base. I think at this point, the the stink of the Alabama loss has worn off from uh, from the Ole Miss fans that I interact with anyway, and everybody's kind of fired up for uh, for tomorrow, as you should be. You know, it's a two-and-a-half-point line. It's a real opportunity to get you know everything back on track, get a, an early signature win of the season, and uh, get again get right back on track with Arkansas next weekend before the bye and a bad Auburn team. I mean, the... Find a way to get a win Saturday, and uh, the the season outlook is uh, is very positive for Ole Miss, if we're being honest. So we'll see if they can get it done, and uh, looking forward to talking about that with you after the game. But for now, three, well, really four keys to the game. If Ole Miss is going to beat LSU, here is how they do it. But before I tell you what that is, I want to remind you to follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, and... Wherever you get your podcast, if you're listening to this on the website, search Rebel Report, subscribe and leave a rating and a review wherever you get your podcasts. The podcast is uh, brought to you, by the way, by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got 16 locations in Mississippi, so there's one very likely uh, nearby you, just like they are uh, they're near me. There's actually a, a couple of them that are pretty close to where I sit right now recording this. They will make you their priority. They've got local loan servicing and decision-making. They've got an online banking platform that only requires an internet connection and no additional apps like I had to with my previous bank. Priority One Bank makes you their priority. The podcast is also brought to you by uh, Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com, if your business is located in Mississippi and you need office technology of any kind if it's office technology and you need it copiers and printers mail machines phone systems it projects data security if it's tech if it's in the office absms.com is the website advantage business systems serving mississippi businesses across this great state key number one for old miss this is a free space i won't even count this one it is obviously offensive line play lane kiffin talked earlier in the week about uh, adjusting scheme to help alleviate some of their issues up front on on offense. I am very curious to see what that looks like. 
I'm kind of surprised it took until after the Alabama game to at least publicly acknowledge anyway that schematically it's got to be different. And the, the people that are smarter football people than me have kind of acknowledged that, you know, that needs to happen. They've said kind of what they think is going to happen. But the the adjustment, frankly, should have been made after Tulane, after Georgia Tech. I'm, I'm a little surprised that it took Alabama for them to realize can't line up and win one-on-one matchups with this offensive line against the better teams that you play. Because you couldn't line up and win like just straight one-on-one matchups in man-run schemes against Tulane. So how did you expect to do that against Alabama? I don't know. Maybe I'm oversimplifying a more complex thing, but uh, Lane Kiffin did acknowledge that they're going to have to do different things schematically uh, up front to uh, improve the running game and also kind of reminded everybody that, uh, that they've always been able to run the ball. At, uh, at Ole Miss since he's been there, and uh, he doesn't anticipate that ending anytime soon. So offensive line plays a big one. Can they protect Jackson Dart? If they're able to protect Jackson Dart, that's where LSU's vulnerability is. Can they give him time? He didn't have any uh, at all last week. Can they, can they run block? Is it schematic? Is it creativity from the play callers? I don't know, but that is the free space. That's the thing that everybody's talking about, everybody's worried about, is whether or not Ole Miss can, uh, can stack up uh, with LSU up front, and uh, that's that's an obvious one to the point where I can't even count it. So that's your free space, offensive line play. All right, the real key number one to me is something that has, has not really been talked about all that much this week. It's special teams play. If you're going to win a game like this, this is a very good LSU team. I don't think it's a perfect LSU team. I don't think Ole Miss has to be perfect on, on Saturday. They have to be really good, but it, it's not like this is some overtly dominant LSU football team. They, they have flaws. They, they do, especially in the back end of the defense. But um, they're not wholly dominant uh, the way that some people are kind of framing them. But still, if Ole Miss is going to win this game, they have to be really, really good in every facet of the game. And an underrated thing from the Alabama game is the fact that Ole Miss really sucked on special teams, if we're being honest. They had uh, a missed field goal. They had a blocked punt that fortunately only led to three points. But even without the blocked punt, uh, punting game was horrible. And it really harmed Ole Miss in the field position game. And a very close game for the majority of it, uh, they were setting themselves back anytime they had to kick the ball away because they struggled punting the football. Even the return game. I mean, one of, uh, one of these mistakes got bailed out by a targeting. But uh, starting on your own 15-yard line because of a, a bad decision can't happen either in this game. You've got to maximize as much as you can from every facet of the game. And Ole Miss on special teams last Saturday was simply um, simply not good enough uh, at all. And uh, that needs to be better or else LSU is going to beat them as well. They've got to be better in the field position battle. They can't miss field goals and they can't sacrifice 10 yards uh, on, on the return game because of a bad decision uh, to, to take the ball out of the end zone or, or not call a fair catch on, on a, a high kick, something like that. They've got to be much cleaner. In, uh, in special teams the, than they were on Saturday if they want to win this game. So that's key number one to me is special teams. Key number two, they have to get to Daniels. They have to get to him. Um, you saw what happened last year. Now it's a totally different defense and scheme and mostly different players as well. Uh, but you saw firsthand what he is able to do when you give him time to throw. If you watch the Mississippi State game, they could not get home. And, and they couldn't get home, and they were also not 
um, bracketing Malik Neighbors, and he went off, and, and man, that, that state game was a disaster for them, if we're being honest. They couldn't get home, and if you can't get home, he is going to absolutely cook you and every defense that he plays. Ole Miss has actually been better, a lot better, than preseason expectations in terms of pressures and, and stuff like that. But even still, you know, guys like Cedric Johnson, I mean, he's getting home and getting pressure. Excuse me. He's getting pressure, but he's not getting home. He's not completing plays. You can't have things like that. Centarian Perkins is, and Ladarius Tennyson, is, they're going to have to be uh, as good as they were last week at, at times in, in spying and containing the quarterback. If Ole Miss is not able to get home, and if they let Daniels just sit in that pocket and distribute the football, uh, he's going to kill you. He is absolutely going to kill you. I, I think Ole Miss is capable of doing that, though. I, I'm, uh, they're lacking in personnel in some spots. They're lacking in depth in some spots. In a perfect world, this will be the least talented defense that they have under Pete Golding, and it probably will be the least talented defense under Pete Golding. Uh, I expect LSU to score in this game, if we're being totally honest. I, I, again, I, I've given a ton of praise to, to Golding and, and the defense because they've they've been the stars of the season so far, especially relative to expectations. But I, I do expect LSU to score some in this game. You're, you're not going to hold them to nine first-half points, I don't think anyway, uh, like you were able to Alabama. It's a more well-rounded offense with a better quarterback. Now, I don't think they'll get scored on every play, but um, – I do expect LSU to have some success moving the football. I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss took some risks as well, bringing you know extra blitzers and, and playing possibly even, I know it's risky with neighbors, but possibly even some man coverage to try to, uh, to, try to generate big plays on defense. Uh, some turnovers, sacks, things like that. Be willing to take risks because you know this guy, if you can't get to him, will, uh, will cook you. So key number two is, Getting to Daniels, he's got the weapons, he's got the poise, he's got the experience. He's been really good so far this year. Uh, if you don't, if you don't rattle him, then you're in trouble. And number three, big plays on offense. You got to capitalize. You have got to capitalize on big plays on offense when they present themselves. Separation matters, but and we'll see how effective Franklin can be. We'll see how effective Priestcorn can be. We'll see if Harris plays. I expect to see all of them. I mean, Franklin did play 60 snaps last week. We just kind of don't know what he has. Um, I expect Ole Miss to be more creative offensively in this game uh, after listening to to Lane Kiffin this week and some of the things you know kind of coming out of the program. They might have um, that that punch in the mouth may have woken them up a little bit. We'll have to see, of course. But um, this is where LSU is vulnerable is in the back end of their defense. They're, they're pretty poor in, in pass defense efficiency. They give up big plays. They give up yards. Even to the not particularly good teams uh, that they've played, it's it's a spot of vulnerability. And can Ole Miss take advantage? You've got to protect Jackson Dart. You've got to give him time. But Jackson Dart's got to distribute the football accurately down the field. He did it really well the first three weeks. Not many opportunities uh, last Saturday for him to do that. Did miss Watkins late, and that was a big one. Dart needs to be protected, but he also needs to be as good as he can be. He's got to play a, a really good, well-rounded game. You're not going to beat LSU with an average game from Jackson Dart. He's got to be really good, and I think where Ole Miss can level the playing field and win this game is the score-from-far thing that they used to do when Elijah Moore was on the team. Big plays, explosive plays, 
That starts with the offensive line, but it's really on the shoulders of Jackson Dart if he's protected to accurately distribute the football the way he is capable of, but uh, didn't do as well as he could have last week. So free space is offensive line play. Key number one to me, special teams being clean there. Number two, getting to Daniels, don't let him be comfortable. And number three, capitalizing on your big play opportunities. They will present themselves. Jackson Dart and company have to take advantage of when those opportunities present themselves. Enjoy the game. I'll talk to you after the game. Uh, It's going to be a beautiful day. And again, the crowd's going to be great. The aesthetics are going to be great. Uh, you know, the games like this are why we love college football so much, guys. So uh, enjoy it, have fun, and I'll talk to you uh, after the game. You'll have a good weekend. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.